0: It's Carcon Carne. Let's meet in the car. It's Carcon Carne, and now here's the star of our show, James Car Carcon Carne is partnering with Buona, and in fact, you can get 10% off your online or app orders just by using my promo code. It's Carne. Ten C A R N E, ten. And if you're planning a holiday party, anything, any kind of gathering for the holiday season, Bona makes catering easy. Imagine if you will the signature Italian beef as a ready-made sandwich or a side of rigatoni marinara. Catering starts at twelve ninety-five per person. Let Bona take care of everything this season. Bona.com/slash/catering. So this week we are not in the car. We are not in my home. We're somewhere special. We're diving into the world of fantasy and sci-fi, Otherworld Theater, 3914 North Clark Street. They've been bringing theatrical expressions, experiences in the worlds of sci-fi and fantasy for going on 10 years now. And their new production, Winter in the Wildwood, looks like the kind of thing that every family should find a way to get to. Uh, That opens on Thursday. We're recording this on Monday the 6th. That opens on Thursday. My guest is Otherworld Artistic Director Tiffany Keene. Tiffany, hello. Hello. All right. First off, an admission, a confession. I'm embarrassed to say, I, this is my first time here, and I never want to leave.
1: <laughs> good. That's a, that's a good news for me.
0: You walk in off the street. The name of the place is Otherworld, and this does feel...
1: Otherworld? It feels thing? like
0: I slipped through a portal. <gasps>
1: That's like the best. I mean,
0: this, there's a magical vibe to what you're doing here. So before we talk about the new production, let's take a step back. Tell me some history of Otherworld.
1: Sure. So we started in 2012. Uh, I had graduated Columbia College Chicago at the time, and, and now I
0: graduated. I graduated Columbia too. Uh, Is there a mascot? I was about to say like go.
1: No, go renegades. Yeah, I it's. And did we have sports? I I don't think so. There was no sports. (laughs) We're all artists. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I graduated in 2012 and was looking at like career choices as an artist, especially in the theater world. I was a theater director and it was kind of like two paths. You either AD for a while, assistant direct and hope someone will give you a chance to direct something or you start your own theater company. And I was very nervous to do either of those things, kind of was in a rut. And uh, unfortunately, my favorite author, Ray Bradbury, passed away right in June of 2012, right when I graduated.
0: A a local hero, Ray Bradbury.
1: Local hero, national hero. A treasure. My hero. uh, Fahrenheit 451 uh, really opened my eyes to science fiction. Um, I, uh, he was just my idol. And uh, it was on my bucket list. As idols go, that's the one to pick. And uh, I really wanted to meet him. And it was on my bucket list to meet him. And I was so sad that I was never going to have that opportunity. And Ray Bradbury has a quote. And it's, jump off a cliff and build your wings on the way down. And I I read that that quote, uh, you know, mourning his passing. And I was like, Ray Bradbury would want me to do my own theater company. He would tell me to do it. Uh, So I kind of felt like I had his uh, spiritual guide, as it were. Um, And so I started my own theater company right out of college, just got friends together, was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you also want to do this thing? And loved science fiction and fantasy, wanted to stage it, wanted to bring a theatrical experience to the genre. And that's how Otherworld was born.
0: And this really, this is a corner of the live theater experience. This is an otherwise unoccupied Niche in in the Chicago theaters. Yeah,
1: we're definitely. Uh, I was fringy. Uh, you know, um, a lot of Chicago theater is all you know based on the realism, like real life uh, experiences on stage, seeing life on stage, mm-hmm. ensemble building. That's what Steppenwolf is known for. Mm-hmm. And we are nerds doing <laughs> theater. We love transporting our audiences to other worlds and, you know, experiencing genre live. And I'm just so happy that you talked about like this feeling like a portal because oh, that's yeah. what that's exactly what we wanted it to feel. We wanted you to walk inside and be like, I'm somewhere else. And I'm, that's not, just I'm not in Kansas anymore.
0: And let's face it, especially rolling off the past year. We all rolled off of when we go out and see entertainment, when we go out for live theater, we want to be transported. We want I mean, the value of escapism has never been more important. It feels like than right now. So this is this scratches an itch.
1: Yeah, and I think that we are all also looking for human connection, and especially right now when we've been in our homes for so long, having physical experience uh, is really treasured. I think, mm-hmm. and that's totally why uh, you know we we made it through the COVID, and it was really hard for a lot of theaters, not just our theater during COVID, staying afloat, staying alive, and we made it. Uh, Thanks to our patrons and and thanks to, you know, know, Chicago for all they did with us, our grant organizations. We couldn't have done it without them. So to do theater again is just such a blessing. Um, I feel very blessed.
0: Staying on the fantasy and sci-fi tip for a second, what excites me about this place when i was a kid i remember my parents taking me to the organic theater a theater on lincoln avenue to see warp yes which was like the first big sci-fi stage Stuart gordon right that (laughs) that that made a mark on me i I remember there's full frontal nudity for whatever reason that stayed in my head for a while too um but i love the i love the idea as a kid i love the idea as a big kid now of doing that sort of experience on stage.
1: And that's exact. a lot of people uh, talk about Warp when they come to our space being like, this feels like you guys should do Warp. <laughs> uh, warp should stay in the 70s. Absolutely. It's very much of its time.
0: All the way down to the Neil Adams artwork. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, John Hurd played Lord Cumulus. Indeed. Uh, so, so it's such a legend. Um, and it's actually really funny. Stuart Gordon actually sent me the script for Warp. Um, and I have a card in a frame um, at home uh, from him being like, hope you like it. Uh, so that's like a little treasure. I love it, especially since he he passed recently. So,
0: so let's talk a little bit about what you have opening again this Thursday. We're, we're here Friday.
1: Oh, I, I said Thursday. I meant Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Thursday's Friday. final dress. Okay. Very important don't, in the theater. Don't, don't come, come Thursday. Thursday.
0: Bad idea.
1: Bad <laughs> idea. Come on Friday.
0: Uh, all right. So it's Winter in the Wildwood. Yes. This is a bring the family. Yes. Experience. Mm-hmm. When, when I read the description, it sounded like we were going to be outside. It, it sounded like we were going to go be, go walking through a forest. And like I'm not dressed warm enough for this. <laughs> I, I, I should have worn gloves. But no, this entire experience is contained in this theater, which I mentioned to you before is deceptively large. You'd never get. It's like the Tardis. You'd never guess walking on the street how much giant, bigger on the inside. Yeah, you'd never guess walking on the street.
1: Yeah. Um it is indoors because we like heat here at World <laughs> Theater. We Big like dance. staying yeah. cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have created an immersive environment where we've, you know, gotten Christmas trees and we've lightened them up. So you are still walking through mm. the theater space. Um, and so it is still walking through the forest, but um, definitely contained indoors. So you don't have to, you know, button up.
0: <laughs> and you walked me through the space before we sat down. It is. It, I'll probably overuse the word immersive. It is an immersive experience, an immersive holiday experience. I mean, my first thought was, oh, this is definitely if I if my kids were younger, they would they would want to come here every night up until Christmas.
1: (laughs) Amazing. That's like the best, uh, you know, positive feedback you could have given me.
0: What a great thing to do with kids. I mean, an atypical, not standard Christmas experience. Let's go see live theater, independent theater.
1: Yeah, and it's interactive. So um, you know, you you have that interactive experience with our actors. You'll be able to talk to them, ask them questions. Your kids will be able to talk and ask them questions. They'll be, um, again, it's that human connection that you know with COVID just feels so bereft on yeah. um, everyone. I For feel sure. bereft, um, I, I feel but weird but especially. Here with you right now yeah and especially you know the children also feel very bereft so we really wanted to have an interactive experience with them but also keeping it really safe so each show only has 10 people that do the walkthrough oh, that's experience great. so yeah and then we disinfect the space right after and then we have another show but we keep it oh, really that's... intimate
0: oh that you e- it, for safety reasons and for entertainment reasons, that's great.
1: Yeah, we can get that one-on-one connection with every single person that comes through, through the doors, for sure.
0: So we've described it as immersive. We've kind of set set the scene. What, what exactly is this production? What, what, what's the,
1: sure. what's the so, thread? What's the story? Um, so the story is that this is the Wildwood. You are entering the Wildwood space. You guys are outsiders coming in. And the winter lights are fading and we need the outsiders' help because only outsiders can help us bring back the Wildwood lights. So we go on an adventure and quest, and, and, and the mystery, and finding out why the Wildwood lights are fading. And spoiler alert: you're triumphant and helping us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you might meet a dragon. That's another a thing. Dragon. Yes. Uh, can your independent spirit do that? <laughs> His name is Izaz. He is the star of the show. He has his own trailer out back. Of course. (laughs) Only green M&Ms for him.
0: And for the adults who are being good parents and sharing the experience with the kids, themed beverages.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, What
0: you can't see: the the camera is perched on top of the bar right now. (laughs) Behind the camera is this wondrous bar. The the kind of bar I'd want to see replicated in every home's basement <laughs> across America. This is lovely.
1: Yes, our apothecary has all sorts of um, ailments and uh, will help you with your any of your yes. ailments. I don't want
0: ailments. <laughs> like we've been wrestling with the pandemic for a while no ailments it's a cure it's all
1: only cures here Uh um but um all joking aside like the outsiders uh, it's part of our lore so everyone has a beverage when they walk in because to stay in the wildwood as an outsider you must partake in eating or drinking of the world of the wildwood so please have a cocktail what a good policy what a good policy
0: i I support what other worlds doing here (laughs) great so, again, it's winter in the Wildwood. It goes until January 9th, Fridays, Saturdays, and uh, Sunday nights. I have more questions for you, but first, today's show is sponsored by Bona, celebrating 40 years of their family business. Say happy anniversary, say happy anniversary by ordering from the Bona app. Take 10% off with my promo code, Carnet10. That's what we call a mid-roll. I love it. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Otherworld's been around for almost 10 years. Can you, as that fresh-out-of-college-ambitious post-student have imagined that you would have built this little pocket universe for yourself?
1: Never, never. Um, It's really quite just a journey and I still can't believe looking back all of the trials and tribulations um, small business ownership, entrepreneurship, yeah. marketing. There are so many things that we were just learning as we went because yeah. I, I only learned theater directing.
0: You didn't I learn didn't the learn, art learn business,
1: business yeah. um, or grants or nonprofit management. It's just, it's so multifaceted and very overwhelming. Um, but also so glad that I have now all these tools in my toolkit, you know? And I'm not just an artist, but I am also a businesswoman, and I am also an entrepreneur, and I do also know how to market. So, uh, you know, blessings from those challenges.
0: When you walked me around, we went on the the tour, and we looked in the the backstage area, we looked at the costuming, you said, you know, we're all nerds here. This really is, this moment in time that we're in right now, this is the time of the nerds. This is the right, right situation, right time. I mean, nerd culture is pop culture now.
1: Yeah, I think that that's like a happy accident that Otherworld started in 2012 because I feel like it was Iron Man that really started Mm -hmm. making nerd culture mainstream. I mean, obviously there was conventions and things like that, but really having nerds take over media the way that it has really, I think, started with like Marvel Universe and everyone partaking in these, you know, fantastical stories and making it more mainstream. And we just we just happened to start right when that was happening. So uh, again, lots of blessings. And maybe, maybe Bradbury's looking out for us up there.
0: And speaking of Bradbury, you talked about Fahrenheit 451. You've done that as a production here. It was our
1: first production because I felt like we owed it to Bradbury because um, he inspired this whole thing. And that's why we we named one of our theaters after him as well. The Bradbury Theater is our largest theater space here at Otherworld. Uh, yeah, I owe him a lot from that one quote that he said. <laughs> So many years ago, but it really kept me going. And even, you know, through pandemic and COVID stuff, like you just have to keep flying, keep going, uh, keep on jumping off cliffs.
0: I mean, you've done productions about vamp- vampires and aliens and oh yeah, space travel. I'm sure from a costuming and design set design perspective, that's a lot of work.
1: You know, it's funny that you say that because to me it's not work at all. It's so joyous. <laughs> Um, And to me, making realism sets seems tedious and boring. Like, everyone knows what a living room looks like. And if you don't get that living room exactly right, people walk in and they go, this isn't really a living room. Like, I can tell that wall is fake, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, making a cryo unit, what does that look like? (laughs) Uh, Well, we went to the dump site and we found an old shower and we lined it with bubble wrap, uh and plastic and i think it looks That's pretty great
0: It's <laughs> brilliant
1: and i'm like yeah and that you know it, it cost maybe 50 bucks and uh i thought it looked amazing especially when the actors it was all silhouetted and the actors were like putting their hands to the bubble wrap and it was so like translucent and cool um And, you know, that's the joy of, you know, no one knows what a spaceship really looks like. And, you know, it's almost like intimidating of how you're really only um, limited by your imagination. So I love making worlds that no one has gone to. And I think that it's so much more easier to hook an audience when they're like, I'm on another planet versus I'm in someone's living room.
0: Now, are you involved with the the LARP scene?
1: Yes. (laughs) Now, I I
0: think all of America... Just became acquainted with LARPing, the LARP scene, because of Hawkeye, because that that was a big plot point in yes. the recent episode.
1: So, um yeah, that's true. I don't. I think that mainstream what people think LARPing is is not actually what what. LARP can be, right? We all have the the meme of the man in the woods screaming firebolt and just throwing his hacky sack. Um, and it's still that. It still can be that. But LARP can also be so much more. Um, so the LARPs that we do are all-inclusive, immersive locations where we take over castles. And you stay in the castle over the course of three to four days. And all the food you eat are themed to that world that you're living in and essentially you are the protagonist of your own tale, and we build you an experience that you get to be the hero of your own journey this is
0: fantasy island
1: it's fantasy island yeah um and you know everyone's in costume we have npc actors that like you know npc non-playable character got it so actors you know it's it's a it's a Someone you don't play. Got it. Um, and you know, we essentially, as an ensemble, build the experience and and quests for you to go on uh, with your fellows. And yeah, we have one coming up in February, which is Albion School of Sorcery. So that's a magic school. So you get to take magical classes and fight the Magisterium um, over a course of four days. What a blast! It's amazing. Like what a blast. it is. It is one of the joys of my life for sure
0: again we're here at otherworld this coming friday not thursday it's winter in the wildwood it runs through the holidays through new year's eve through new year's day it wraps up in early january now that things are i'm not going to say back to normal now that the doors are open again now that you are doing live production again what does 2022 look like for otherworld
1: well, I will say that we are taking it month by month because we're still living uh, in strange territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's but, coming
0: from the person who runs Otherworld.
1: Yes. Uh, new civilizations going, boldly going, mm-hmm. where uh, society has not gone before. Um, and so, you know, I think that quarterly we have plans, but we really, you know, Since we don't know what, like, variants and things like that, we don't want to plan too far ahead so we don't have to cancel anything. Um, But it's looking, knocking on all the woods and praying to the Bradberries um, above (laughs) us, who might be watching us and looking down at us. Um, We are very excited. There's a lot of things coming to Chicago in uh, 2022. Worldcon is the big one the chicon convention of all the science fiction and fantasy writers Mm. coming to chicago over labor day weekend and so i'm really excited for them to come and experience chicago
0: i bet well i love the space i i I hope that 2022 continues down this path that we're on right now
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because what a great space what a great opportunity what a great experience uh thank you for doing this
1: absolutely thank you for having me
0: if you're watching this if you're listening go to otherworld you know where it is it's like a half mile north of wrigley it's on clark street clark and irving park super easy to get to love this space thank you again
1: thank you